In today in the bottom of Daf Tezvav Amit Beis, the last few words on the Amit. Tani Rav Tachlifa Achua the Ravinoi Chuzah. Kalm is a Neisav Shal Adam. All of the food that a person eats for, whole, for the whole year, in other words, really all the parnas of a person, Ketsuvim Loi Mirashashana Vadyayim Kippurim, is set for the person at the time of judgment from Rashashana until Yom Kippur. Very appropriate that we're learning this on Erev Yom Kippur. So Rashi here says that what that means is, whatever a person is going to earn the entire year, it's already set from the beginning of the year. And the reason the Gemara is saying this is because don't overspend the money that uh, you have because the Debusha won't give you more. Whatever it is. Lo Yesifu Rashi says, this is, this is what the, you have and therefore you should uh, use your money wisely. But there's an exception. Chutz, is Shabbos, is Yom besides what you spend for the food for Shabbos, for Yontif, and Vaitzai is Bonov, And also the tuition that you pay for your children to learn Torah. If you are spending less on this, so then the Ebeshev minimizes you the uh, amount for this. So the Ebeshev gives you less income. If you add and you increase, the Ebeshev gives you more. So the Rebbe in a few places brings from the Maimadim that it explains that everything a person earns comes in a Seder Shtal it comes in the Kaychas of Teva. That's how a person gets everything, through Teva. Of course everything comes from the Ebesher, but it comes through Teva, and therefore it's set on Shoshanat Yim Kippur. These things from Etzoyz, Shabbos Yantif and Talmud comes from Maila Seder Shtal directly from above, and therefore doesn't go through any Cheshbin of the judgment that there is from Shoshanat Yim Kippur. Similar to what the Gemara said before, the Rebbe connects it to what we learned yesterday. Lovu alai v'ani pereya, that the Eibishter says, you can rely on me, I will pay back. It's a hashpa that comes directly from the Eibishter. Amar Abavos, Abavos says, my kara. What's the Pasuk for this? Because it says, tiku b'chayde shayfer b'kesel yem chagenu. That you blow shayfer b'kesel yem chagenu. So what is this referring to? Ezeo chag sh'achaydesh miskaseboi, which is the yamtif that the month is covered in this. So the two pshatim, what this means, that the month is covered. There's more than two pshatim, but Rashi says, Chag Shachedesh Mizkash means the Levana. And at the end of the month, there's, sort of, there's just about a 24-hour period where you can't see the Levana. Taisva says it refers to the mentioning of Rishchedesh and Davening. That in Rosh Hashanah, when you Daven, it's the only month that you don't mention Rishchedesh and Davening like you do in every other Rishchedesh. So this refers to Rosh Hashanah. So that's the beginning of the Pasuk. And then in the end of the Pasuk it says, Ki yakiv. And in this part of the Pasuk, the word chayk refers to the sustenance of a person to his parnasa. How do you see that? My mashma, the high lishna Where do you see that the word chayk means a person's food, the sustenance? Over there in Mitzrayim, when there was the hunger, so it says that they ate their set amount of food that Pare had given, gave them. So Chukam, you see, refers to the food. Mazutra Mamehacha, Mazutra brings another Pasuk where it says, Hatrifeini Lechem Chuki. So you see that Chuki refers to the bread that a person eats. So therefore, this is the source that a person's Mizainis is set from this time, from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. Tanya, we learned in Abrais, Omru Olaval Shameh it was said regarding Shami Azakin, Kol Yomov, Hoya Oichel, Kovit Shabbos. His entire lifetime, everything he ate was the Kovit Shabbos. Matzah Behemen Noah, because when he found 
a nice good piece of uh, meat or found a good animal. Omar, he said, oh, Zulu Shabbos. This I'm designating for Shabbos. Then Motzacheres Noimeno, when he found even better. So then Meniaches Ashnia. So he left the second one, Vayachalisarishayna. So now he left the, the better one for Shabbos and the one that he already had designated before for Shabbos, that's the one that he ate now. So it comes out that he was eating something that was already designated for Shabbos. And this is a constant, he will always keep Shabbos in mind. Hillel had a different uh, behavior. Everything that he did was for the sake of heaven, which means that he had betochen and the Eibishter, that the Eibishter is going to give him what he needs for Shabbos. So he doesn't have to prepare it and designate it from the beginning of the week. Yeah, the person uh, he, uh, every day benches the Eibishter for what the Eibishter gives him for that day. We learned similar in Abraisa. From the first day of the week, you should already be thinking about Shabbos. That every single day, a person should uh, rely on the Eibishter for that day. So this is interesting because the Altareb and Shulchan Aruch and the Rishayim already say, that even though usually the opinion of Beishameh doesn't matter at all when we have Beishilol, but over here the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch brings Beishameh's opinion and Beishilol's opinion. And then the Alter Rebbe says that really Beishilol agrees to the point that Beishameh is saying, which is that a person should keep in mind Shabbos from the beginning of the week. Elamai, Beishilol had a special level of Bitochen, and that's why he wouldn't, he wouldn't be concerned about it. But it's not the Pshat that Beishilol held that there's no point in keeping in mind Shabbos from the beginning of the week. So therefore the Alter Rebbe brings both Beishameh and Beishilol. Person that gives a gift to his friend. You don't have to let him know that you gave him the gift. You could give it to him in a way that he won't know where it's coming from and there's no point that he should know. Moshe did not know that his face was shining when he came down from the mountain and he didn't realize that the Ebesha gave him this gift that his face should shine. So the Ebesha didn't even let him know. Meisvei, the Gemara asks on this, but it says regarding Shabbos, which is also a gift. So the Ebesha tells Moshe, tell the Yidin that Ladas, they should know, Ki ani Hashem Mekadishchem, that I am the one that sanctifies you. Amalak Kadosh Baruch Hu LeMoshe, Moshe, Matan Etoyve Yashli Beveis Gnozai. I have a very good gift in my storehouse, in my storage, in my uh, hidden place. Shabbosma, and the name of this gift is Shabbos. Vani Mevakish Litna LiYisrael, and I want to give this to the Yidin. Leich vahidia isam, go and let them know about Shabbos. Kan Amr Abshimim ben Gamliel, anoisim pas litinik. That's similar. When you give a, a piece of bread to a child, you should let his mother know about the gift that you gave him. Just like the Abishta was letting Yidin know about Shabbos, that he's giving them Shabbos. So what do you see over here? That when you give a gift, you do have to let know. It shouldn't just be anonymous. So the Gemara says, Leikashya. Ha b'matona davidulagluyeh. And when it came to the face of Moshe that was shining, so it's something that he'll see, it's something that he's going to find out about, so therefore the Ebeshter doesn't have to let him know that he's giving him this gift. He'll know that it comes from the Ebeshter. But something which you won't find out, like when you give the past, you give a piece of bread to a child, the mother may never know about it. So therefore you have to tell, you have to tell the mother about it. But the Gemara asks, but how, how about Shabbos? Uh, Shabbos is also something that Abish is giving us Shabbos and it's something that we'll find out about and we'll know about Shabbos. And for the Gemara, but the, the schar for Shabbos, that's something that we, don't, uh, we won't find out about unless the Abish tells us what the schar of Shabbos is. 
and therefore the Ebesh let Yidin know about this gift. The master said over here, that if you're giving a piece of bread to a child, you should let his mother know about it. What should you do? You don't have to go to the house and tell the mother about it. So how do you make a sign that the mother should find out about it? So, you should uh, put some, um, some oil or some, something on his, on his forehead that the mother should see and ask him, who did this? What is this? And then she'll find out from the child that someone gave him to eat. Or kuchle, or you should put him some makeup, some kuchle, some blue uh, between his eyes. That's the way they used to put this in, by, by the eyes, and the mother will find out about it. And now the Gemara says that we're concerned of, of Kishif. So if a mother sees a child that has oil on his forehead, or this kuchle, this makeup, she'll be afraid that someone played with the child with Kishif. So my, what sh- how, how should you show a sign to the mother that uh, you f- fed the child? Whatever you're feeding the child, take a little bit of that min. If you're giving him a chocolate bar, take a little bit of the chocolate and put it on his forehead so the, child, the mother should see that the child had chocolate. All the mitzvahs that David gave Yidin Nasalem before Hesia. He gave them the mitzvahs in a public way. Besides Shabbos, Shnasan lehem b'tzina that he gave it to the Yidden privately. Shenema beni v'embine Yisrael oisi loilam that it's a mitzvah that was given just privately between the Eibushter and Yidden. So this doesn't refer to the mitzvah of Shabbos b'pashtus because the mitzvah of Shabbos was said in the Aseres Adibris and Matan which was open and public for everyone to hear. It refers to the the schar of Shabbos or to the deeper dimension of what Shabbos is about. That's a private thing between the Eibushter and Yidden. If so, the fact that Goyim are not keeping Shabbos and the fact that they don't keep mitzvahs, they shouldn't be punished for this. Because they can say, look, we never got Shabbos. Right? The Mepharshim say that they actually they can even argue and say we shouldn't be punished for anything, for not keeping any mitzvahs. Because if maybe if we would have been offered Shabbos, we would have accepted all the other mitzvahs as well. So the Gemara says, no, Shabbos, I do yodinu. They were notified about Shabbos, but Mat lo yodinu. The reward for Shabbos, they weren't uh, notified. But so, nevertheless, even without the schar, they should have uh, been ready to accept it, and they didn't, so they can't have any katainess. <coughs> or you can say even more that they were notified about the schar of Shabbos. But there's something else unique about Shabbos that they weren't told, which is neshama yisere loydeinu. The extra neshama that a yid gets on Shabbos, that's something that is only between the Ebeshter and Yidin. So the word nofash is read that once Shabbos goes out, so then you lose a nefesh, an extra neshama that you had on Shabbos. Going back to the Mishnah, it said, Adam Tafshil that you prepare the eight of Tafshilin, you cook uh, cooked food, and you have that prepared, designated for the eight of Tafshilin. So Abaye says, So for the eight of Tafshilin, you have to have only a cooked food. But if it's bread, that doesn't work for eight of Tafshilin. Okay, so now that the simple pshat in our Gemara is that it has to be a cooked food, but not bread. But there's a Taisvis later on Dafyid Zayin Amud Beis that says that the Pshar and the Gemara here is that if you want to be allowed to cook 
from Yontif to Shabbos, then you must have dafka cooked food to allow cooking. But if you want to bake from Yontif to Shabbos, then you have to have dafka bread, which is baked. So you have to have both, actually. The Gemara here is talking, talking about cooking. That's what Rabbeinu Tam says later. Other Rishayim disagree with him. It's what the minute today that we, we use both, that we use a, a matzah, a baked item, and a cooked item, is based on that Rabbeinu Tam that says that the Pshat and the Gemara here is that you have to have both. So why not bread? Why would bread not work to be allowed to cook? What's the reason why bread is not good enough? If you're going to say the reason is You have to have something which is used to eat together with bread. Not the bread itself. In other words, the bread is something which is not going to be enough of a reminder. The bread is something that you eat by every meal. It's not unique. It's not special. You want to have a malafis, something else that you usually eat together with the bread. Fish chicken or whatever it is, that's something more unique. So, so bread is not something that you uh, eat a special dish by the, when you eat bread. But if that's the reason, the cereal, which is like you know, the, the oatmeal or something like that, which is not something that you use as a dish that you eat along with your suda of bread, the Amr Abzeira, how do we know that? Because Rabzeira said, Hani Bavloi Tipshoi. These people of Bavl, they're fools. The Achli Name Benama. They eat bread with bread. Because their custom was they ate bread together with, with oatmeal, for example. So he said it's not it's not healthy, it's not good to eat that way. So therefore, so we see that that's not uh, something which is malafis. That's not a unique dish that you eat by a suda together with bread. And, and nevertheless, that you could use daisa as a native tafshilin. So therefore, what is the reason why you can't use pas? If the reason is because it's not malafis, because it's not a special dish, you shouldn't be allowed to use the daisa either. But he said that you could. So there's a different reason. You need something that's not so commonly used by every single meal or very often. And therefore, bread is something that you eat more often by, by, by every meal. But this daisa, this oatmeal or some kind of cereal like that, is not so shchiach. And therefore, it could be used for Erev Tavshilim. So again, the point is, it should be something chosh of something unique that should actually remind you about the Kovat Yontif or the Kovat Shabbos, as we learned before, both reasons. There's not another version of this. That that's for eight of tafshilin. You have to have a cooked item, but not bread. So here it starts in the reverse. My time. Why do you say that not bread? Is the reason because bread is something which is common. You have it all the time, and you have to have eight of tafshilin, something which is not common. But daisa is something which is also not so common. You don't have it by every meal. And here in this Gersa, the statement says the opposite. You can't use Daisa for the aid of Tafshilim, even though it's something that's not so commonly used by the meals. Elo, so therefore, in this Gersa, the conclusion is Midi de Melafis Binon. You have to have something which is a special dish that you eat together with bread. Upas Loimelafse, and bread is not that special dish. And daise, this cereal, is also not a special dish that you eat together with bread. The Babylonians are fools that they eat bread with bread when they eat the daise together with the bread. Tani Rabchiyeh, Rabchiyeh taught, Adoshim Shebeshulei Kedere. 
If you don't have anything for your Erev Tavshilin, all you have is some lentils that are left at the bottom of the pot. You can take from it and you can rely on it and use it for Tavshilin. But for Hani Mili, when is that? The Isbuhu Kezayis. If there's enough of a Kezayis from all these uh, lentils that you find at the bottom of the Yipat. You cut your knife, you cut meat, and you have some fats that are on the knife, and you take it, you, you take it off, and you can use that as a cooked item for Erev Tavshilin. But the Gemara clarifies, but that's only if they have enough of Shamnunis, enough of a Kezayis. Al Tareb Meshuchanarach, though, adds to this, brings this Gemara, and he says that this is all Bidiyevid. Because if uh, this is what's called a busy mitzvah, doing a mitzvah with something like this, with scratching off from the bottom of the pot some of the lentils or from the from the knife, so therefore you shouldn't do this. <coughs> Small fish that are salted, let's say like herring. If it's cooked, there's no issue, there's no issue of bishulakim that it was cooked by a guy, because the rule by bishulakim is something that's eaten raw. If a guy cooks it for you, there's no issue of bishalakim. So therefore, the Amar of Yasef, so not of Yasef said, Vim Tzalon, if a guy takes these small fish like herring and he, uh, he Tzalon, he roasts it for you, it's an, a Nachri, the guy roasts it for you, You can rely on it, you can use it for Erev Tavshilin. There's no issue of uh, bishalakim and you can use it. Viyav Dinu Nachri Kosa Daharsana, Osir. But if the guy went and took this fish and he fried it together with the fats of the fish and it's also fried together with flour, so then also you're not allowed to eat it because the, the flour can't be eaten raw and there is an issue of the guy cooking the flour for you, so therefore you can't use it. So the Gemara Pshita, isn't this obvious? You have flour here and the guy is cooking the flour for you. Because I would think that this would still be allowed because harsana iker, the fish is cooked in the oil and the and the whole fish together. So you would think that's the iker, and the flour is just a little flavor. That's not the main thing. So therefore, there's no issue here. Kamash malon So therefore, he was telling you no. The way this kasa the harsana was made, the flour was a main component, and therefore that cannot be baked or cooked or roasted by the guy, and therefore you can't use it. The amount, the minimum you need for an Erev Tavshilin is a Kezayis. The question was asked, Is it enough to have one Kezayis for everybody that's relying for, on this Erev Tavshilin? As we'll see soon in the Gemara, you can make an Erev Tavshilin, one person can make an Erev Tavshilin theoretically for the whole city. So is it enough you have one Kezayis for everybody? Or you have to have a kazayis for all the people that you're making the Erev Tavshilin for. All it needs is one kazayis. Whether you're making it for one person, for a hundred people, it's enough, one kazayis. In our Mishnah we learned, If the Erev Tavshilin was eaten up or got lost, You should not cook on Yontif for Shabbos. You don't have your Erev Tavshilin in existence anymore, you can't rely on it anymore. Shia mimena kolshu, if there's just a kolshu, which sounds like a tiny drop that's left from it, you can rely on it to cook from Yontif to Shabbos. So my kolshu, what does the word kolshu mean? Lav, don't you think it means avagav deleka kezayis? Even if you don't have a kezayis left of it, you can still rely on it. So it's not like what we said before, there has to be a kezayis. Answers the Gemara, loy, the ispe kezayis. Over here, kol shuhu means the minimum amount, which is a kezayis, but not less than a kezayis. 
Toshima, another ayah for this. There's a b'raise that says, Tavshil zeh. This tafshil, this cooked item that you use for of tafshilin, tzli, it can be roasted, vafila kavush, or it could even just be pickled. That's also good enough. Shaluk, well cooked, mvushal, regular cooked. The kulyasa spanin, and then kulyasa spanin, which is a kind of a uh, also salted fish, like similar to herring or whatever, a small fish. Shinasan olav chamin, mi'erev yamtiv. So this doesn't have to be cooked in order to eat it. To make it edible, you just pour some hot water over it, and that cooks it. This is brought in the Gemara Shabbos. The Gemara calls this, the, this is what's called the Kale Yabishal, something that gets cooked very easily. Spanish just with some, with some, um, uh, what's Spanish macaron. Spanish? Macron. okay. Macron. Okay, so it gets cooked very easily. So, so this could be used also, for, so the, the Braise says, Shanasnal of Chamim of Yomtev, you put some hot water on it from before Yomtev. Tchilasai v'saifai, both in the beginning, when you prepare this cooked item for, for the Eid of Tavshilin, and v'saifai at the end, what you have left over of it on Yomtev itself, ain't leishir, has no amount to it. So what does this mean? My love, don't you think this means ain't leishir kla? There is no amount at all. So, which means even less than a kazayas. Answers the Gemara, that's not what it means. What it means is, it doesn't have a shear of how much you can use for the Erev Tavshilin. You can use any large amount you want. But it does have a shear for the minimum. There is a minimum of a kezayis. All it meant is, if you want to add more to the Erev Tavshilin, go ahead, add as much as you want. You have to have the awareness of this Eid of Tavshilin being made. What does this mean? So the Gemara explains. The Das of the person that's placing the Eid of Tavshilin, he has to put this Eid of Tavshilin specifically for this purpose that it's being designated for, for this to be able to cook from Yontif to Shabbos. You can't just say, oh, I have food in my fridge. I have so much food there, so don't I have enough for the Eid of Tavshilin as well? That's not enough. You have to pick it up and put it down specifically for the Eid of Tavshilin. That's obvious. But the question now is, Das binon. Do you also need the awareness, the knowledge of the one that you're making the Eid of Tavshilin for him? Oiloi? Or maybe not. You don't need the, the Das of the person that you're making the Eid of Tavshilin for him. You can have in mind anybody with your Eid of Tavshilin, and the, the, even if he doesn't know about it, it's okay. Loi binon. Toshimas, the Gemara brings a raya because it says, Davua the Shmuel, the father of Shmuel Ma'ariv, Akula Nerdo. He made an Erev Tavshilim for the entire city of Nerdo. And there's no way that he went and notified all people of Nerdo that he's making the Erev Tavshilim for them. And also, Rabami Rabasi Ma'ariv, Akula Tveria. They made the Erev Tavshilim for the entire city of Tveria. Machriz Rabyakiv Baridi. Rabyakiv Baridi would announce, Mishula Yiniach Eruvi Tavshilim. Whoever did not make an Erev Tavshilim, Yovei V'Yismayach Al-Shali can come and rely on my Eid of Tavshilin. Va'at kama, how far of a distance could you include people in your Eid of Tavshilin? Omer Rav Nuchumi Bar Zachai Mishmei Dabaye at Chum Shabbos. Until the Tchum Shabbos, you can rely on them. Right? And outside of the Tchum Shabbos, Rashi says, that's something that those are people that you don't have in mind, you don't remember them. Which means that theoretically, uh, the, the point of here is that the issue is not because they can't come in, because it's too far from the Tchum, so they can't use your Eid of Tavshilin. Even if you have an Eid of Tchumin, and they could come in, but nevertheless, that's a distance that you don't have in mind. Haho Samya, there was this blind individual. He would set up and teach the, the Braises in front of Mashmul. He knew them all perfectly, and he would be the one to teach them in front of Shmuel. So Chazye Dava Otsev, one year by Yontif, so Shmuel saw that he was sad. Why are you sad? 
Because I didn't prepare my aid of Tavshilim from before Yantav. If so, you could rely on my Erev Tavshil and I had you in mind as well. L'shana, the next year, Chaz Yedava Otsev, again he saw on Yantav that he sat. Amalei, so he asked them again, Amai Yatsivis, why are you sat? Amalei, so again he saw, told him, because I didn't prepare the Erev Tavshilin. Amalei, so Nashmul told him, if so, Peshayat, you didn't prepare your Erev Tavshilin this year, you're a Peshaya. This is negligence. L'kula al-Meshari. For everyone else, they can rely on my aid of Tavshilin. But Lididach, Osir. For you, it'll be forbidden. Right? So therefore, even though Me'ekir Adin, if you don't make an aid of Tavshilin, you can rely on the fact that, the, that every person that makes an aid of Tavshilin says in the Nusach that I'm making it for myself and for everybody living in this city. But when you don't make an aid of Tavshilin, in some situations or in many situations, it's really a negligence. You should have remembered. Right? If a person doesn't know the halacha that you're supposed to make an aid of Tavshilin, that is uh, not a Pesheya. If you don't have food to make the Erev Tavshilin, so that's not a Pesheya. But if you know of the Allah and you have food, Elamai, you just got busy and forgot, that's called a Pesheya. So you can't just say, oh, I can rely on the fact that other people made an Erev Tavshilin. So therefore you really got to remember to make it. Tana Rabbanon, we learned in Abraise. Yontif Shechaliyah is Shabbos. Yontif falls out right before Shabbos. Eima Arvin loy eiruvet chumen. You can't, set, you can't put an Eid of Tuchumen for the Shabbos that's going to come after the Yom Tif. You want to be able to walk further outside the Tchum. So you, can't, you can't put that Eid of Tuchumen on Yom Tif for the purpose of Shabbos. And and also not Eid of which is in a courtyard where you have many houses that are sharing the same courtyard. And with Rabbana, you're not allowed to carry from the houses to the courtyard because the courtyard is a place that everybody owns together and then there's the individual houses. So Chachamu Wagaizah not to carry there without an Eid of You can't place the Eid of Chatzedes on, on Yontif, that is, for the purpose of Shabbos. And the reason is because in both of these cases, you're being mesak in something. It looks like you're fixing and preparing something. You're not allowed to do that for the purpose of Shabbos. Rabbi Yaimer, but Rabbi says there's a difference. Ma'arven Eruvi Chatzedes. The Eid of Chatzedes you could prepare on Yontif for Shabbos. Avaloi Eid of And not, but not Eid of What's the reason for the difference? Mipnei Shata Oisroi Bedover Oserloi. Chachamim can make a gzeda and not allow him to, make, to do something which is also then on Yantiv itself. Eiduf Tuchumin, the issue of going out of the Tchum, is on Yantiv and on Shabbos. So therefore, just like it's also on Yantiv, it's also on Shabbos. So that's something that if you're doing it now, you prepare it, it looks like that you're being misakin something. You're fixing something for the purpose of Shabbos. So that's not allowed. But v'iyata oisroi bedavar hamutr but we're not going to say that it's also for the person to prepare the Eid of Chatzedais, which is something that now on Yontav it's mutter. It's mutter for a person to carry in a Chatzedah, just like it's mutter to carry in a Rosh There is no issue of Chatzedais on, on, on Yontav. So therefore that is allowed to do now on Yontav to prepare for Shabbos. So as some of Farshim explained, because it doesn't look like you're being misakin anything. Right now, what you're doing is really mutter. So you're just setting the Eid of Chatzedais that the Hattah should continue. But it's not also currently, so therefore that's allowed. Dr. Gemara Itmer, we learned we learned Rav Amar that Rav said Halacha Ketanakama. The Halacha is like the Tanakama that both Erev Chatzeris and Erev Tchumen is also. Shmuel Amar Halacha Kerebi. Shmuel says that the Halacha is like Rebbe. Yibo Yelohu. The question was asked about this Halacha Kerebi Lukula. When he passed like Rebbe, was he passing like Rebbe to be lenient, like we just said? Regarding the Erev Chatzeris, that you can put it on Yontif for Shabbos. Or maybe it was Paschal like Rabbi to be stringent. 
So the Gemara says, Pshite de Lekolakama. Isn't it obvious that if you're saying the halacha is like Rebbe, then it's a leniency? Like we just said, that Rebbe is the one that's mekel, that you can put the aid of Chatzeris for Shabbos. So the Gemara says, now I'll tell you why there's a question. Rabbi Loza sent down to teach the people that are outside of Eretz Yisrael that really it was taught in the reverse. Not the way you taught this argument in Bavel, that Rebbe Mater, that Rebbe was the one that was lenient. And Chachamim were the ones that were stringent. Rebbe is the one that was stringent. He's the one that said that you can't make Nareir of Tchumen and Nareir of Chatseris. And the Chachamim were the ones that were Mater. So, my, so when Shmuel paskined like Rebbe, was he paskined like Rebbe to be lenient or to be stringent? Toshimas, I'll bring your Raya for this. The Rav Tachlifa, Barav Dimi. We know that what happened was so he paskined and, and followed like the Psak of Shmuel according to Rebbe. And then when Rav found out about this, Rav said, the high the first Psak din of this young Talmud Chacham, it was something that he was he was uh, it was bad, it was negative, he was he was making a mistake. Now, what the, what's the kilkul over here? What's the negative thing that comes out of this? If when Shmuel Paskin like Rabbi, he was being lenient, that you could make the of Chatseris on Yontif. So that's why Rav commented, because he disagreed with Shmuel, and he said that there's a kilkul that comes out of this. There's a leniency. But if Shmuel was the one that was more stringent, why was Rav commenting that there would be a kilkul here? It's just a stringency. What's so terrible? Michael Kulik. And for the Gemara, I'll tell you what it is. Even if you're going to say that he was stringent, but what's the stringency? Not to make an Eid of Chatzeris. And if so, people may forget, and on Yontif, on Shabbos that is, they may carry in the Chatzer and they won't have an Eid of Chatzeris. So there's a Kilkul that comes out of this stringency. So, Dr. Gemara, Haina Kulkulo. So that's the, that's the Kilkul that if they're not going to be allowed to carry because they didn't make the Eid of Chatzeris, so that's, that's the issue that the, uh, Rav was saying. Amarav, but the Gemara concludes. Amarav Chista, Amarav Hone, Halacha Kerebi. We paskin here according, according to Rebbe, Vilasar. But we paskin to be stringent that we don't make not an native Chatseris and not an native Tchumen on Yontif for the purpose of Shabbos.